53. This is Greg Duncan, and I am your only host. I don't know what happened to everybody else. We, I thought we were going to have a million people here. This is our last show of 2017, and it's going to be, I think, a pretty awesome show. Uh, we're going to look back at the year-end DevOps, and we've got a number of whose names I'm going to butcher here in a second. Um, but everybody else, all the other hosts, like so. Uh, Mickey, Paul, Martin, um, you're evil. We're just going to have fun without you. Okay, and I will keep all the revenue from the show. Okay, if we were getting revenue, then it would all be mine. All right, let's talk about our guests. The first individual I am going to <laughs> listen to is when I uh, email guests, I, one of the very first things I always put in the top of the email is, hi, my name is Greg Duncan, the producer for Radio TFS and Chief Name Mangler. That's like my title now, Chief Ma Name Mangler. Our first guest is Marcel DeVries. Marcel is co-founder and CTO of Expert, a high-end consulting firm based in Helversham, Netherlands. Oh, yeah. Marcel, you, you, I bet you, like, did this bio just to screw me up, huh? Yeah, I saw it just to give you something to read, a good read. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcel co-founded Expert in 2014 as a spinoff of Zebia Netherlands, together with Zebia. I'm not saying that name right. What's the Zebia? Is it what's the company name? Zebia. Zebia. Yeah, okay, Zibia. I know that. Zebia. Um, yeah, it was great. <laughs> they help customers <laughs> with digital transformation, agile consulting, and full stack development with both Microsoft and open source projects. Marcel spends most of his time looking at how new emerging technologies, a shift in mindset, and a new way of work can help organizations get software in production faster. Helping organizations transform towards a high speed innovative and productive organization has been his passion. Marcel loves to learn new technologies and teach others what he is doing. Besides his work as CTO, he also works as a consultant in the field of application lifecycle management, continuous delivery, DevOps, web and cloud scale application architectures, cross-platform, enterprise mobile app development, for example. <laughs> Marcel is also a frequent speaker at leading industry conference. He's developed sessions at events like Microsoft Tech Ed, Build, Tech Days, Visual Studio Live, Dev Intersection, Zipicon, Techorama, to just name a few. He also hosts several meetups in his region on Microsoft Azure, Xamarin. In his spare time, the, the five or 12 minutes of his spare time, he builds <laughs> online courses for plural. Yep. Marcel has been an MVP for 10 consecutive years, and he's a regional director since 2000. I don't know how many regional directors you've ever had. Oh, okay. Well, it's very, very special. <laughs> <laughs> you can always contact him to talk on subjects like DevOps, ALM, cloud computing, microservices, mobile development, Docker, infrastructure supply. Platform, infrastructure service, platform as a service, and service as a service. Software as a service. Yep. Service as a service. I like service. <laughs> Software as a service. Yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. And what a nice introduction. A very short, uh, <laughs> crisp. <laughs> very short and crisp. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also joining us is Iron Griff. Iron, pronounce your last name. Oh, wait. Ian's not on the show. He was supposed to be flicked out. Ian, we miss you. We did the whole email thing and everything. Uh, you know what? I'm going to read your bio anyway, Ian. You can, we can, we'll have you virtually here. <laughs> Ian is an independent WF, WPF consultant, developer and speaker, and plural site instructor with a widely recognized expert with is a widely recognized expert. He lives in Brighton, but can often be found in various developer mailing lists and news groups. Our popular sport is to see who can get him to write the longest email and reply to the shortest possible question. Ian maintains a popular blog at, we'll have the link in the show notes, uh, and is co-author of <laughs> Windows Forms, The Nutshell, and MasteringVisualStudio.net. Uh, Ian, welcome to the show virtually. Who's wow. not virtual is Rene von Osnerberg. Uh, Rene, pronounce your last name, please. Von Osnerbrugge. But don't worry, the, the people in the Netherlands speak it, pronounce it wrong So uh, as well, so it doesn't matter. I, I'm used to it. 
Mm. <laughs> Renee is always looking for improvements on all fronts. By using modern technology, implementing continuous delivery, DevOps practices, and coaching in the domain of Scrum and Agile, he helps companies improve their software delivery process. Renee is an active blogger and speaker at both national and international conferences and shares his knowledge of his passion, application lifecycle management, for he has been also recognized by Microsoft as an MVP in Visual Studio and Development Technologies. Renee, welcome to the show. Thank you. Finally, last but not least, uh, because of his awesome <laughs> Visual Studio is is it Matthias Olsson? Yeah, that's that's really close. Uh, Matthias Olsson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Matthias is CTO and co-founder of Solidify, a consulting company focused on helping customers company improve their engineering skills. Matthias is a Microsoft MVP and Microsoft ALM Ranger and has published several books on development practices using Visual Studio and VSTS. As a hobby, Matthias, Matthias likes to contribute to community add-ons for Visual Studio and VSTS, including the Test Case Explorer and the Chuck Norris um, build extensions. Matthew is a regular speaker at conferences <laughs> and runs the Swedish Microsoft ALM and DevOps meetup. Matthias, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. Okay, now that we're done with the intros, I, we've run out of time. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> 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 you are reading my mind. You can cut things out in post-production. <laughs> we don't do post. Co copy in uh, Ian as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, gentlemen, we are here uh, primarily to talk about DevOps, but more focused on the global DevOps boot. Now, we've had Richard Fennell and Rick Hemforth on before to talk about the global DevOps boot camps, but I wanted, we wanted to get your feedback. So. But first, before we talk about these boot camps, um, I'm sure our listeners don't need this, but we have some new listeners that I'm actually going to uh, uh, mention in the feedback. But let's, what is DevOps? Well, very good question. Do you want a Donovan Brown definition of that? <laughs> no, let's, yeah, we, everybody knows. What's your definition? Well, let's start with um, let's start with Ian. What's, oh, wait. <laughs> Matthias, what's your definition of DevOps? Sure. Um, well, as I see it now, I, I think... It's probably close to to uh, to Donovan's as well, but um, uh, the, the, this, the whole thing where, where we want to get uh, processes, tools, and uh, people to work in a good way, so that we work as team to uh, to deliver software and, and release software more frequently to uh, to our customers. Marcel, what do you think? Uh, first of all, I think it's an overhyped term in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody is now rebranding their ALM stuff as being DevOps, uh, which is just killing me. Um, but other than that, uh, I would say that DevOps is, for me, a, uh, an optimization in the complete delivery pipeline. So uh, we started to optimize our delivery towards production. We wanted to deliver software faster. And what we found at a certain point in time is that not development or nor testing was the real bottleneck. It became IT operations. And what you see is that by optimizing that part and taking IT operation as part of the equation of getting your software to production and by the whole notion of virtual or of uh, you build it, you also run it and you also need to take the calls at 3 a.m. if you just uh, did a check-in, which was not uh, so good. Uh, that is more or less the gist of DevOps in my uh, definition. Renee, what would you say? Um, yeah, 
I agree with all of the all of the above, but uh, I, I once saw a great definition of uh, continuous delivery back in the days, and, and it said continuous delivery is the evolution of Agile, and I really liked that because I thought, okay, well, Agile promised some kinds of continuous delivery, but it was not really delivered on it. And I think that DevOps is maybe the evolution of continuous delivery, where we extend the, the real delivery process, which is more or less focused on build and release pipelines to to contain the whole team and uh, and really implement monitoring feedback loops and 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 just make it make it all work throughout the whole cycle um, yeah and also really focusing on the people uh, doing it instead of uh, the tools uh, and that's what I really like about it uh, what I also like is uh, I think it's it's in a way it's uh, it's a moment movement in in the industry that finally the software development business is growing up so we're actually taking uh, the whole <laughs> delivery and and uh, release thing seriously so sort of gives us a context on on uh, how we can actually de- deliver software as, as teams and not just uh, as an IT group serving the business we're, we're getting more in the center of the business uh, when we start working as DevOps that's what gotten me excited is that breaking down of the silo dev and IT it you know yeah. being agile Woo, we could build software fast, but if it takes you six mm. months to deploy it and then just... you get no feedback, not that feedback. I think that's the key part of the, the, of, that excites me about DevOps. Yeah. So what is the global DevOps bootcamp? So um, I would say that it's something that um, we came up with once we were at the MVP Summit. Uh, what is it, about a year ago in November? Um, yeah, and we sat down in a very famous bar in uh, Bellevue, uh, well known uh, with the MVPs, which is called Joey's. And of course, uh, when you are the MVP summit, you have some drinks. And then all of a sudden, we became uh, overconfident and we thought, hey, wouldn't it be a cool idea if we um, look at an event that we could do, which would be worldwide? And we will try to get people to know DevOps better. And we call that the DevOps Bootcamp. And since we want to do it globally, Global DevOps Bootcamp. And that's the way it came to become GDBC in the, in our, in the short term uh, for us. And um, then we stared at each other and said, wow, wouldn't that be a cool idea? But then the, the final thing is you actually need to do it. And that's where we decided, okay, we're going to execute on it. Uh, we're going to not ask uh, how much it will cost us. We're not going to ask us uh, uh, how we can do it. We just go and say, and we commit to this, and that's what we're going to make happen. And uh, that's how Global DevOps Bootcamp more or less uh, started uh, as an idea. And then uh, in the summer uh, this year, we actually executed on this and uh, we ran the event um, in June June, uh, where we had about 1,500 people worldwide join us um, at the Global DevOps Bootcamp learning about what is DevOps. Uh, So we had uh, um, Donovan Brown as a a keynote speaker and and a recorded session that we broadcasted worldwide. And then uh, after that, we had um, um, special content on, okay, how can you uh, start doing DevOps in your organization? Um, And based on that, uh, we took it then forward and had what we call uh, a DevOps challenge. And that meant that everybody got virtual machines to work on 
and actually um, um, yeah, do some challenges that we created and, and we keep, uh, were keeping track of um, how everybody was doing. And we had a leaderboard and prizes and people could win. Um, and that's more or less uh, the global DevOps bootcamp. Yeah. And, and, and I think that uh, we also, yeah, we, we looked, at, of course, at the global Azure bootcamp, which is known by many people, I think, because that's very, very large event. And uh, the name is uh, more or less uh, inspired by it, maybe. Um, but but we thought we, we really looked at the global Azure Bootcamp, and we thought, okay, this this is a great event, um, but we want to do it a little bit different um, because the event that we want to do, we want to we we want to really let people share the experience of of the same content. And I think that is key in the global DevOps bootcamp that we that we really want to have centralized content. So instead of uh, being a venue and run your own event and decide on the topics yourself, uh, we really uh, tried to make it a um, yeah, global experience. So the whole program of the day uh, was was pre-filled by us. So we created the keynote with Donovan Brown. Uh, we created the slides of a, of a keynote presentation that can be delivered by the venue itself. Uh, we created hands-on exercises. We provided the virtual machines. We provided the exercises. We provided the leaderboard. We provided the tweet wall. So we provided the whole experience out of a box. Um, and I think that, that that's what makes the Global Devils Bootcamp a real unique experience because it's the only thing as a venue, what, what you need to do is to deliver the content yourself and shine. And uh, we take all the hard work. And um, what really struck me was that when we ran the event, um, it, it started at one at essentially the same time around the globe, but obviously uh, a, a much earlier in in, uh, in the most eastern parts, and then moved towards the west. Uh, was that um, since we, we created this idea that we will have uh, shared content and um, everyone would do uh, similar uh, exercises or challenges, um, each team that joined later on during the day, they could see what the previous teams had achieved. So it got kind of both competitive and, and uh, uh, exciting and fun in, in a way that you could f- follow along and see how uh, everything progressed uh, throughout this I don't know, 24 hours or how long we ran the event. So it was really cool. So let me make sure I understand it right. The 1,500 people weren't all in one venue or in one place or online all at the same time. It was split up, 20 people here, 50 people there. It was around the world, uh, all on the same day, but staggered based on the location that you were at. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we started out with uh, with with venues that could register. So you could say, okay, well, I'm in uh, I don't know uh, Auckland, New Zealand, and I want to do an uh, an event. So um, yeah, you you take care of uh, people joining the event, and uh, we take care of the content. And then on that specific Saturday in uh, in June, uh, people came to New Zealand, to Auckland, to that specific venue, and 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 joined. Uh, Joined the joined the event, joined the the boot camp, and then uh, in, uh, in in India and in uh, in Russia, and Bulgaria, Bo- Bo- U.S., uh, Canada, all over the world, they uh, they did the same. So we had 33 venues or something uh, all around the globe, uh, with uh, yeah, 20, 50. Some some venues had 100 people joining that uh, that that same thing on the same day. 
Yeah, the, the, I think the the high score was kept in India uh, by a team or a, a, a venue that held uh, 300 people in one venue. So uh, that was quite uh, amazing. Um, but um, India always amazes me if it comes to the numbers. So it's always uh, big volumes there. But uh, yeah, it was an amazing experience. And and the the great thing about the tweet wall, we could just follow along where everybody was was doing his stuff, and we saw the tweets going uh, yeah around the globe, following the sun more or less, and see how people were experiencing. Uh, the global DevOps bootcamp. Are you guys insane? Yeah, we are. Trying to organize that, come up yeah. with that content, get everybody involved. Thirty-three venues. Uh, yeah, that's insane. Well, that was fun. We were just a little bit ambitious, I would say, and uh, we just didn't think uh, before we acted, and that's uh, sometimes how great things uh, start. I mean. Uh, just have a bold idea, just execute on it, and then um, shoot yourself in the foot or hurt yourself a little bit. But uh, that said, it was a great experience, and everybody really enjoyed it. Uh, we got so much cool feedback from people that uh, we had people that were uh, more or less working in the uh, uh, more Linux ecosystem, for example, and they came to the Global Devs Bootcamp, and they came to us and said, wow, what a, what a great set of tools do you guys use? What is it? And then we told them finally, oh, yeah, this is Microsoft uh, VSTS. Uh, but it was not about VSTS, but we just used that as a tool set to uh, help people uh, get DevOps more or less uh, as the experience and the fun yeah. thing was that i mean at least in in our venues we had all, all sorts of people coming in both the developers and and more technical guys and, and girls and young people old people so it was a really nice mix as well and and yeah. this essentially this was also on a, on a saturday so really fun to see people taking time off to to attend yeah, and that's a great thing. Uh, I mean, because we do it in in the weekend, it's really people that are passionate about what they want to learn and want to achieve. Uh, they come to the venue, so you really have really engaged people that uh, are willing to learn, uh, willing to share. Uh, one of the things that happened at our our venue, for example, which was fun to see, is that people first start with what they already know, so they start doing the same stuff that they do on a daily basis, and then we ask them, but. Why are you here? Don't you want to learn something? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Well, why don't we switch roles? And now instead of you provisioning machines, uh, you're going to do a little bit of the dev part and add, uh, for example, app, app insights to an application. And the other guy all of a sudden needs to create some of the PowerShell scripts and add that to a devel uh, deployment pipeline. And all of a sudden, people were helping each other out, uh, experiencing new stuff. And that's all about what DevOps is. It's more like being multidisciplined, uh, being more polyglot, um, and understanding each other and helping each other out. And that was a real fun learning experience. So what worked really well? well yeah. yeah, if you ask me, I think that uh, what worked really well was, uh, uh, I, it's a pity that Ian doesn't, doesn't join us. Uh, what, what we did uh, with, with a big uh, applause to, uh, to Microsoft with the sponsorship on Azure and, uh, and some budget uh, founded by uh, the great uh, Martin Woodward um, was that, that we we had the chance to just provision 1,500 virtual machines in the cloud, uh, all pre-set up, uh, completely stacked with all the tools that people need. Mm. And the only thing they needed to do is to put in the RDP, just put in the IP address, username, password, and they were up and running. Uh, we provisioned the whole VSTS account for them, all the build agents, everything they needed to just get started. So I think that when people got in, they got the hands-on assignments and they just could 
get to work instead of spending two hours of jack shaving and setting up your machine and making your tools work on your own laptop etc etc it's just just deep dive into the content and i think that that was the biggest feedback that we got is that wow we could which could just it just works and and that 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 made the experience really really great so i think that was my main pickup point and that was yeah, done by the company of uh, Ian so it's it's pity he's not here to talk about it himself but yeah well he, he gets the credits yeah. yeah absolutely yeah I agree now I have to ask what didn't <laughs> what didn't work so so we created the content in terms of the hands-on labs and what you see is that um, we did not anticipate the variation in skill level. So what you see is that uh, around the globe, everybody tried to do the same thing, had the same presentations, the same stuff that they needed to work on. But you see a big difference in the various countries on how far they could get with the hands-on labs and uh, how much hand-holding was required to get them, for example, through a set of these challenges. The whole idea was that they would do a challenge and then earn points, and based on that, you get more or less the leaderboard score and we had the leaderboard up and running so everybody could see who was scoring what um, but we saw that in different regions we saw that people were struggling for example to just do a first uh, um, uh, change of the application and then move the database into the cloud and that took them more or less the whole morning mm -hmm. uh, instead of just an hour that we anticipated and then the next step was because our, our theme uh, last year was from server to serverless so we, we started with an application which was on-premise uh, the standard at ASP.NET MVC Music Store. And we then said, okay, the next step is to move the database into the cloud. Then you move the application into the cloud to Azure uh, Web Apps. And from that point on, say, okay, can we also get a better dev uh, deploy experience? So for that, we started to use containers. So we started people introducing with container technology, um, create Docker files, create Docker con containers, and run those all of a sudden. And then finally, uh, move to Azure Functions, uh, incorporate that into the application. Uh, and even as an added bonus, people could add, for example, uh, the containers uh, into a Kubernetes cluster. Now, uh, what you see is that that in some countries they actually um, almost ran out of content. Uh, we, we, uh, well, I, I know, for example, here in Hilversum, uh, we had people actually doing all the additional assignments to get an extra points because we, we ran out of challenges. Uh, but we saw other regions where they were barely uh, getting through the first content. And uh, we needed to do a little bit more hand-holding there. And I think that uh, we learned from that that there's a real big variation in uh, breadth and depth of the people that come uh, and visit this event and this is something that we would uh, like to take into account of course next year so um, it, it wasn't that it didn't work but it, it it really worked out a little bit different than we anticipated yeah and also i mean you you um, <laughs> you, you said a lot of things there marcel but i mean <laughs> that, that's a pre pretty hefty solution to build and uh, i mean we scoped this to uh, like four or five hours so <laughs> but yeah. if you didn't have all the 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 necessary skills uh, to get started, then that would take a lot of time and, and then you couldn't progress as, as fast as we would anticipate. But uh, so some feedback we got was that yeah, you, we could have had the, this uh, like a hackathon for two or three days that would be more suitable. But then again, um, uh, it's really nice to have it focused on, on one day like we did as well. So I think yeah. even if you, you didn't manage to get through all the exercises, it's still a... Uh, a great experience. 
Yeah, and I think it's also important that, that after the event we we published all the all the exercises on GitHub. So if people didn't finish, uh, yeah, then uh, they could continue at home. The only thing they needed to do is to just spin up an own virtual machine. But uh, but but uh, start shaving a yak. <laughs> start to, yeah, start shaving the yak themselves. But after that, yeah. they could just continue their exercises and. Uh, yeah. Mm. Oh well. So were you guys actively like um, supporting all of these venues? Yeah, so we were on call on that. So uh, so what you see is that in in the early morning, so we, we really got up very early, uh, we watched the Slack yeah. channels because we were in touch with all the venues uh, using Slack and we could just see if there were issues because, of course, the first venues that get started, so New Zealand and Australia in this particular case, were the first runners up. And we needed to make sure that the VMs were up and running, that they didn't run into any issues and, and and of course just a couple of hours before we started microsoft pushed a new docker image for ASP.NET, for example which didn't work um, and that's the, the 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 beauty of uh, <laughs> um, images coming from docker hub but on the other hand um, you you just don't want to take that update just before you start a global event um, but there's just no Some choice reason and, that and, always happens no. yeah and and <laughs> Um, um, apparently, they also pushed an image which had a bug in there, uh, which uh, we could solve by just uh, telling people, don't do a Docker pull and you're good because you already the machines were pre-provisioned with already a Docker image with ASP.NET. Uh, but if they would do a pull, they were, would be host, and uh, uh, we needed to fix that. And we found a fix for that and posted it on the Slack channels, and after that, we saw that more or less everything uh, quieted down and, and people could, uh, could actually uh, do their exercises. But uh, we were on call uh, even uh, throughout the night, and then, of course, Ian works together with Brian Randall, and Brian took over the VM uh, provision and deprovisioning um, when it was more or less in his time zone. So I, I, our listeners are excited about this. I can already tell because I'm excited about it. And are, are you done? Is that is this it? Yeah, we're never going to do this again. Last year after the event, we thought, okay, well, uh, this was uh, overambitious and this was really, really hard and a lot of work, but... Um, yeah, when when we got the feedback of our, all our participants, but also the global participants, and also from Microsoft uh, themselves, because the event uh, uh, hit hard within the within the Microsoft uh, people, yeah, we thought, oh, well, this 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 is so this is so cool that we have so many people excited about this that uh, we decided to uh, to do it again. Uh, and because uh, we are us, we thought, okay, let's make it a little bit bigger this time. <laughs> so we, <laughs> uh, we aim for we aim for more, of course. So uh, yeah, there is a uh, global DevOps bootcamp 2018 planned on the 16th of June. And what's changing besides being – No, no. So one of the important things, by the way, is that uh, it's not our aim to be bigger. It's not the bigger numbers that are important for us. What, what, uh, and, and that's uh, – well, people who know me, is that that's one of my uh, pet peeves is that I always strive for the best quality that we can get. And we need to get a quality experience in there. So yeah. uh, the numbers are not the most important part. But, of course, if Microsoft asks us, uh, how are you guys doing? And you're doing the same as last year, but you already did that. So you need to be a little bit more ambitious. So we said, okay, let's let's – at least try to add a, a couple of more countries, a couple of more participants. Uh, let's say double the numbers, and then uh, that's that's uh, well, <laughs> that should be doable, right? Um, and what we said is okay. Um, um, we really want to keep the quality event, so we uh, approached Microsoft. Microsoft was very enthusiastic, and they gave us our full support. 
meaning that uh, we uh, already uh, are in conversation with them uh, for a keynote speaker, uh, which will be a pre-recorded keynote again, like we did with Donovan last year. And what we would like to do is then um, take DevOps uh, a, a step back a little bit because last year we were over-ambitious, I would say, with, like Matthias said, uh, yeah, we're just uh, taking an application and we're moving to, to the cloud and then we do containerization and then we do uh, clusters. What we now want to do is more focus on, okay, uh, how can we take a little bit a notch down in terms of what you want to achieve the whole day but get a more feel of what is really DevOps and what are the things and the tools that really resonate with everybody to get into this motion and 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 that's the reason we we came up with a theme from let's say um deploying once per month to deploying multiple times a day. That's more or less the, 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 the thing that we're striving for. And we are going to hand people all kinds of tools and uh, uh, practices that they can use to make that happen. So, for example, um, adding feature toggles to your application so that you can separate release from uh, actual install of, uh, uh, of the software. Um, adding telemetry to your application so that you can see what happens when you deploy your software and that you can start doing a practice of uh, blue, uh, red, uh, or blue, green de- deployments that you can do. Um, so those are the things that we're looking at at the moment and it, it's not completely fleshed out but in, 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 in yeah, general I would say that it's just taking up an application that we have, breaking it up in more little pieces so that we can release them separately, um, use of course technologies that are very good and capable of that, doing that in all kinds of environments and don't have a difference in environments, meaning that we're going to use containers of course to make that happen and finally deploy that to an environment and then show people that you can do multiple releases a day uh, without bothering the business and giving uh, yeah, more the keys of the kingdom back to your uh, business uh, in terms of the feature toggles they can turn on and turn off uh, the moment they need it. And that's more or less what we try to strive for this year uh, in terms of uh, a quality experience on really um, yeah, um, um, grasping all the DevOps gists uh, that are in there. I, <laughs> funny, because I was going to ask, I was going to suggest was, or say I would love to see uh, feature flags and telemetry. I guess you were reading <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's one of the things that we see that those are, um, I wouldn't say low hanging fruit, but uh, they are things that really change your mindset. And if you understand the change in mindset, all of a sudden you unlock the potential that is already there uh, just by making these little adjustments. And uh, I think uh, unlocking that potential is, is very important this time. But I think that. Also important to mention that we, we keep a lot of things the same. We learned a lot last year, uh, especially within the internal organization, let's say. And I think that uh, the whole idea of having uh, achievements and challenges uh, in which you can score points and have the competition element, have a keynote and a, cont- a keynote that can be delivered by the local partners, uh, that's that's all uh, in place still uh, we are still aiming to do that again because that worked really well uh, so people like that uh, so we are we are doing that again and I think that maybe we should differ a bit in levels of assignments that uh, last year there was one one te- one one size fits all yeah. and uh, we should really think about uh, how to how to distinguish between uh, easy and uh, hard uh, maybe and that's the good thing with the with the challenges, I think, as well, because then you have to to learn and share. And there's no pre-made 
solution. So you have to come up with something and each team can come up with something similar but different. So we can learn uh, from, from different solutions. And that's, that's always a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. So can people, our listeners are, are, are thinking now, because we have a lot of MVPs and a lot of ALM Rangers and a lot of you know, DevOps guys, listen, girls. Uh, can people sign up, start signing up already or can venues already requested or are being set up? Uh, yeah. So yeah. what uh, do, do you want to explain, Matthias? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're um, st- still working out the ideas of, uh, of uh, sort of the scope for next year, but definitely the, the site is, is up. Uh, you can probably share a link to, to the Global DevOps Bootcamp site. And uh, um, it's uh, going to be continually improved, but it's, uh, it's possible to sign up. Uh, and uh, early next year, we'll probably have more content out. And uh, what we learned from, from the first time is that uh, as, a, as an organizer, if you want to host uh, this event, uh, it's great to uh, to uh, start collaborating with us and, and each other early because there's a lot of things to to be aware of since it's uh, quite a lot of uh, of the ideas are pre baked. Um, so instead of preparing the last minute, it's good to be uh, active early on. So we will make sure that we we have uh, active organizers um, well in time for the event. Um, yeah, and one, one of the things we will do again, uh, uh, Matthias, that I think that's important to mention is last time what we did is we provided the content, but we also provided video preparation. So uh, we did more or less the preparations for uh, um, every venue so that they can look at the presentations that we pre-packed for them, the demos that we pre-packed for them. And the only thing uh, an organizer needs to do is uh, have a look at the videos and think of how can I deliver this in my venue and make myself shine. That's the idea. I, I really want to empower every venue, the people that organize it. They are the people that need to shine there uh, and, and, and yeah, help other people uh, um, yeah, become uh, uh, familiar with the whole DevOps concept. And we try to provide as much preparation as possible, but I agree with what, what Matthias is saying. It would be great if, if when you sign up, that they will take proactive uh, uh, yeah, acknowledgement of what we're sending in terms of content. Because last year, uh, if, if you, uh, you were asking what, what are the things that were uh, well, not going so well, well, one of the things is that if you want to run through all the hands-on labs, um, yeah, if no, if everybody starts trying them the last day, we get a lot of changes all of a sudden the last day. Instead of that, we were already what was it four weeks out, uh, more or less done with uh, the the basic content. It would be great if people then participate and um, yeah, making those changes. And instead of just sending us, well, this doesn't work. Well, work out a fix and do a pull request, and then we can take <laughs> it in. I mean, uh, that is uh, more like uh, uh, helpful on, on on getting that done, but. As a venue organizer, um, you can sign up on our website, uh, which is now up and running, and um, you will uh, get the ability to go to a Google form, uh, and that Google form will end in the mailbox of Rene uh, eventually, uh, and he will then uh, contact you and, uh, and and set things up for you so that you will be able to manage your own venue. Uh, we, we give you more or less the keys to the kingdom of your own venue, and we just provide you with all the tools and the means to make things happen. And it's important that we, we will do it in two waves. So first first of all, we will start out uh, by reaching uh, uh, the venues. So first, uh, who, who wants to organize a Global Devils Bootcamp? Uh, so that, that will be from, from now on, on the Global Devils Bootcamp site, until I think maybe uh, end of February, March or something. 
and then uh, by that time we will shut down uh, registration for new venues and then we will start uh, gathering participants and every venue needs to do that for themselves but we will first focus on getting venues and then we and together with the venues will focus on getting people into the venues um, so that that will be a two wave so we will first focus on all the organizations around the venues and then we will focus on all the content uh, of of, of yeah, the, the day itself so that that that, that will be a two step uh, thing and uh, and now is the time to register as a venue how hard is it for I know we've gone through it you do all the presentations and the demos and that kind of so the organizer what's their expected investment in time hour two hour five hours a month well uh, it's not five (laughs) hours it's not a month (laughs) it's somewhere (laughs) in between I mean uh, but it it really depends also the way of engaging so uh, do you only want to do the presentation and provide a venue Uh, do you get other people in from your community or your local community that help you out and do the proctoring of the of the hands-on labs uh, are you going to run it all by yourself and 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 try to cater for everybody that's more or less in your own camp and make your own decisions um, our idea is that the, the venue signs up we provide you with all the capabilities uh, last year we even managed to get sponsors in to do lunches uh, so that uh, the lunches were sponsored at many locations as well um, but one of the most important things you need to have a venue you need to have a, a location where people can come to an office space or somewhere where they can at least have internet access so that they can get to the virtual machines Um, and that you have presentation uh, environments so that uh, you can show the slides, you can share the content uh, with everybody. Um, And and other than that, if if you get other people from the community to help you out, you can make it very easy on yourself and be done in a couple of hours. Uh, Others might take and spend more time, also depending on the the amount of feedback you're willing to give us and help us in the process uh, you might say of the event yeah and I think also uh, the local Microsoft uh, 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 how do you call it the local Microsoft uh, offices they they are very willing to support in multiple countries uh, and and also uh, people from the product team already said uh, that they want to proctor within locations if if possible and close by so there are many ways but uh, we can we, we can facilitate and we can help there uh, we, we we don't have a network everywhere, but we have a kind of a broad network, and we can reach out to many people. So we can all facilitate and help in that. Um, so yeah, it's really up to the organizer how much time he wants to spend. But it is useful to have some DevOps knowledge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean the whole, whole idea to to have this uh, event in a box idea is that hopefully it's not uh, that much work to to prepare to present the material. But obviously, all the logistics needs to be taken care of. And depending on if if 10 people shows up or 300, it will be a different challenge, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and, and one of the things that you need to take into account is that since it's a free event, depending on your region and depending on your culture, you will have a set of no-shows. Uh, we have seen that in our offices, for example, uh, and we also when we host our ALM meetups uh, here, we have a high... Uh, rate of people that turn up. So we have uh, perhaps 1% or 2% that, that drop off based on registrations. But if you look at uh, um, yeah, other venues that we had uh, abroad, uh, we, we just accepted oversubscription on the venues because we knew that we would have a large uh, amount of people just dropping off and not, not uh, being there. Uh, so that's something that you need to keep into account. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, I, I can't believe it. We're like 42 minutes into the show. Normally, I'd start wrapping up, but I don't. And you guys are, what time is it basically around where you guys are? It's now midnight, 12 o'clock in the night. And, and next, we are going to drive home from our office one and a half hour before we get home. And then next, uh, tomorrow morning, I'll be in the office at 8 again. So we can just as hey. well sleep, sleep in the office then. <laughs> no, no, no. I still uh, love my wife, and she's still uh, nice and cozy and warm. <laughs> so I don't want to keep you guys much longer, but yeah. there's there's a couple of questions. We were going to talk all DevOps and all that good kind of stuff, but obviously we're running out of time. Uh, same with the news, uh, news links and stuff. We were running out of time for that. I'll have the links in the show notes for that. But there's uh, one thing at least I, I wanted to talk about, because I'm seeing a lot of DevSecOps. What's the, what's the DevSecOps? I think that... Uh, I think that in first instance, uh, if you do DevOps, it should be secure by default. Uh, so it should, by definition, be called DevSecOps and not uh, DevOps uh, without the security. But uh, yeah, I'm quite busy with that at the moment. And what what I see at my customers, uh, big big banks, uh, insurance companies, and all all, all that kinds of companies, um, they they interchange compliancy for security and especially within the devops world they they really talk about yeah we need to be secure and we need to be secure here and we need to be secure in the pipeline and our applications need to be secure and and the remedy that they take is to fill out a bunch of documents mm-hmm. and um, that doesn't make them secure and that doesn't make them fast uh, so I'm really, I'm really grasped by that DevSecOps where you really take that process that you have and rethink it into how can we make this process uh, secure and make it compliant by being secure uh, instead of the other way around. Uh, and that is, uh, there is a whole forest of tools and, and practices that you can that you can do within your pipeline and within your development practices to to reach that. There is there is so much available, and yeah, by by providing the right set of tools to your development team, you just lure them into compliancy, and that and and, and I'm really fascinated by that. So lure them into yeah. All right, uh, gentlemen. What did I forget to ask? Did I forget to ask, or should I have asked something else? No, I think we're good. I mean, uh, I really appreciate that you. I wanted to spend some time on Global Devils Bootcamp. It's something we're really passionate about. We really believe that it has a great place, and uh, I want to thank you for uh, yeah the airtime we get here to uh, share that with the world. Oh, absolutely, we'll have to have you back. If, if I don't reach out to you in <laughs> April, I guess would that be a good mm-hmm. time? Oh yeah, absolutely. That'd be good. Okay, then we'll we'll have to get get us all back. We'll get you all back in April, and we'll talk about the, the new plans for twenty eight. Brilliant. Sounds that great. Would be great. Yeah. Sounds great. Awesome. Well, I want to talk, do our feedback real quick. Uh, Graham Penberry, awesome listener. Graham, I, I did it again, man. I totally blew you up. I've got your email in my inbox, uh, and Graham's asking about the using the REST API, the VSTS or TFS REST APIs, directly from Excel. For, I, I'm doing it for build reports, Graham, because uh, you can do that. It's actually pretty nifty. I'm doing it for releases now, too. Uh, I'll get you that. I'll write this up. I've been reworking it. I'll write it up and get a blog post out for that. Rod, uh, <laughs> huh. uh, thank you for listening. Also, as well, Rod uh, Falenga. He, he, uh, that's probably close. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're really good at names, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, 
Oh, yeah. See, well, actually, I, I'm really, really good. I'm just screwing them up uh, as a humor thing. Oh, yeah. okay. No, okay. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, it works, yeah. Uh, Rod let us know we were having some audio issues on it and and he was just making sure that it wasn't his Zoom that was screwing up the audio audio. (laughs) well Rod thank you for listening Uh, Jeroen Jensen Jeroen Jeroen it's it's a Dutch name I think it's Jeroen Jansen oh yeah okay Um, he sent us an email and uh, I just uh, said uh, thank you for the great podcast. Thank you for listening. And he was one of our sticker recipients. Okay. We sent him stickers. We sent Rod stickers. We sent uh, uh, Justin Miller just emailed me today, just found the podcast like today. So he and his five other dev officers in his office are listening to us. So I'll be sending him stickers. Uh, if you guys want stickers. Oh, we yeah. always want stickers, man. I never have enough stickers. <laughs> you guys, Martin will send you the stickers. So send me your good. email addresses, or your, your mailing addresses, and I'll forward it to Martin, and, and you'll get it sometime probably well maybe not this year but possibly next um no actually martin's pretty good with that if uh, listeners if you guys want stickers i've still got some and i'll buy some more i'll send them out man i you know i'll I'll even send you a handwritten note thank you for we are that hands-on send me an email radio tfs at outlook.com with your mailing address you can connect to us via twitter radio at radio tfs Uh, what i'll do is if you tweet me that you'd like a sticker um, i'll follow you and then we'll exchange uh addresses or i'll get your address via dm we're on facebook as well facebook uh, facebook.com slash radio tfs and again the voicemail nobody's leaving us voicemail nobody talks on the phone but if you do leave us voice one four two five two three eight three seven nine and you'll never remember that and you'll never listen to it on the story just go to radio tfs.com the phone number is right there uh, gentlemen I, again i want to thank you for being on the show thank, thank you. you so much and yeah. talk to you soon absolutely and listeners thank you tfs 